Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. Second, mm. and that I've said numerous of times, this modern day church is, has done away with the first two. When the first two founded the church, the apostles founded the church. If they were not sold, read the book of Acts. Who was the one that, no, we, we don't need to go there. We'll start. In the gospel, when Peter got a revelation, and he said, Thou art Christ. And Jesus said, And upon this rock, I'll build my church. Since you have a revelation of who I am, I'll hand over the keys of the kingdom to you, and I'll let you be one of the apostles to start the church. Now, come on up to the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. Who was the first one that started speaking and, and 3,000 people got saved and that was the first mega church? So y'all talking about mega church, mega church was already in the Bible. Matter of fact, it started when Jesus came on the scene. 5,000 people were fed with two fish and five loaves of bread and a pepper. I mean, uh, I mean, uh. Fried fish and fries with that salt on it and pickles and peppers. I wish I had a church in here. Fish fillet, amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody's mouth starts salivating right there. Uh, first, what? Second, third, after that. Then gifts of healing. What's next? Helps. Administration. Varieties of tongues. Let's read on down. Are all apostles. <laughs> That's what it seemed like on Facebook. Are all prophets. It sure seemed like that on Facebook. Are all teachers. No. Because y'all don't want to be teachers. Everybody want to be apostles and prophets. But how many know we need teachers in the body of Christ to, to, uh, to correct this foolishness that we got in the body of Christ? I, I wish I had a church in here. Do, do, come on, touch your neighbor and say, we need teachers in the body of Christ because everybody can't be an apostle. Everybody cannot be a prophet, but we need teachers to explain the revelations from the apostle and prophet. So here, we're focusing on the five gifts at this house uh, and... Uh, some people have come back as teachers. I was talking to one member, y'all may be seated. Flip on over. I ain't forgot my other scripture. Flip on over to Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, you don't have to stand on that one. Um, I was talking to a, a, a member uh, here. And uh, this person came back as a teacher. And they said, uh, you know, Apostle, I was feeling some kind of way. I said, why? And they said, because, you know, of... Uh, Everybody else was coming back as prophet and apostolic and, you know, evangelist. And said, I didn't really hear anybody talking about teachers. I know that I was called to be a teacher, and other people have placed other titles on me as pastor. Many of y'all need to be deprogrammed from false titles. Y'all have let the, well, you have let pastors place titles upon you when 
the apostles give direction to the others five, in the fivefold ministry. The four need the five, the first one. The four needs the first. Y'all ain't got it. All the rest of the four need the thumb. Y'all gonna catch it in a minute. Touch your neighbor said the four. four. Need the the first, the apostles. The apostles set the order for the church. Read the book of Acts. Read it. The apostles set the order. As I've said numerous of times, most of the New Testament, the majority of the New Testament was written by apostles. And they gave instructions and directions for how the church should be ran. So that means we're going to knock out this, this foolery that's in the body of Christ that we no longer need apostles. If, that, if that's the case, then you need to throw the Bible away because the, most of the New Testament was written by apostles. And the apostolic, the, the apostleship is ever. It's forever. It was not done away with when the 12 died. Touch your neighbor say, he in the book. All right, let's go on. Y'all done got mad. I felt a hush spirit. But we're going to get you free because now we have this new church ran by pastors. And uh, they're, not in, they're not taking instructions from nobody. And uh, that's not the way the church should be ran. Mm, read your Bibles, read your Bibles, read your Bibles. Because the apostles, if you read in the book, in the book, in the Bible, they install the pastors. Uh, Apostle Stacy, Apostle Cassandra, am I in the book? Because it, it, it sounds foreign to some of these people. And, and now you got bishops trying to take the place of apostles. When I've never seen bishop in the fivefold. Bishop cannot be apostle. That's not the order. A bishop can be installed by an apostle. <laughs> I know I didn't mess y'all up. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> All right, y'all didn't like that. Come on, let's move. Let's do Ephesians 4. Eleven. you have it, say amen. amen. Apostolic people should already be there. Apple. Stop. Apple. Apple. Apple, stop. So, and he himself, Ephesians 4 and 11, and he himself, who is the he himself? Who is the he himself? Jesus. Who is it? Jesus. Who is it? Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus split himself into five. Everybody say split himself into five. And he gave some to be what? Apostles, some prophets, some, some, some. Mm. Now, if you saw 1 Corinthians, you saw, again, this is just a little review. You saw apostles and prophets and what else? And teachers. But over in Ephesians, we see two more stuck in the five. What were they? Evangelists and pastors. So the apostles, they build. The prophets, you know, they help the apostle build. They give the word of the Lord. They give help, give direction for what the apostle has already. Uh, uh, and they speak on behalf of Jesus Christ. Amen. They are prophets. All right. And then after the prophets, we have evangelists. So the apostles and the prophets, they help. They are helping build the church. Amen. All right. And so they are just builders. They are builders. Everybody say builders. Now, what does the evangelist do? They win souls. They stock up the church. 
What do the evangelists do? They stock the church. They bring in. They don't necessarily disciple, but they bring in souls into the house that the apostles and the prophets have built. Now, when the evangelist brings in the fresh fish, I'm excited. I'm so excited that you win uh, um, um, I'm happy for you that you tell other people about your church that belong to a church. I'm excited. Congratulations. And they already sing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for witnessing. Uh, and, and, then, uh, and then they may say, because you talk about your church so much, then they, you know, start, well, maybe I need to visit the way because it seemed like you excited and I know how you used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and then, so, you know, then they... They see your life and they say, well, let me come over and, and join the way. And they come, uh, I call them uh, 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 church transfer or, or recycle saint. I'm excited. I'm excited. But I'm more excited when you get somebody that doesn't know church. Because I find out that most of the church transferees, the, the, the folks that's been in church and that come from another church, join this church, the recycle saints, we kind of have a hard time deprogramming them from Churchology. I made that word up. Everybody say churchology. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, so the evangelist goes outside the four walls and they compel men to come to Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and they help bring, they help stock up the church because sometimes. The church stock gets low. And sometimes uh, uh, the pastor, you know, they need, they get excited when they see new people coming in. Especially new converts coming in. Uh, uh, Y'all look like you're lost. You look like you're lost. And so the evangelists, to touch a neighbor, said they are stock people. They bring more stock into the house, and, and it helps the pastor because the, the, the pastor needs the evangelist. See, the apostle sets the pastor over the house that he helped build. And so the evangelist stocks the house so the pastor can keep his job. Now, when the pastor gets through preaching his message, now, you know, because the evangelist brings, they do what? They stock the house, and then that keeps the pastor in employed. Yeah, yeah. And so, but sometimes the pastor cannot stop on Sunday mornings. And, and, and if you have a question, uh, uh, to break down what he really means. And so, uh, then there comes... The little pinky finger. The one that nobody likes. You always hear, uh, Elisha, prophet so-and-so, apostle so-and-so, evangelist Tofoot, mm -hmm. pastor Watermelon. But I never hear anybody in the church say, teacher so-and-so. Because the people that feel like they're called to teach feel less important because the four are glorified versus. 
And so here, we've already started identifying people and calling them by their title, teacher so-and-so. We have one here who's on the camera. Uh, his, his name is Arthur Taylor. But now, because he came back as a teacher, we call him Teacher Arthur. It sounds strange because y'all not used to hearing that. Minister Arcavia came back as a, an evangelist. So now we call her Evangelist Arcavia. Well, why are you calling them? Because that's their title in the body of Christ. And we call, uh, uh, the more we keep calling them, the more that gift call those things with be not as though they were. The more they'll start functioning in their title and gift as you keep calling them what they are. I wish I had a church in here. You're always quiet in here. Now, that does not exclude all the rest of you who may not even be called to the fivefold, because all the parts of the body are needed to help the church. So even if you're not apostle, but you have the gift of administration, don't you think that the church body needs administrators in the church? We need the gift of help. Some of you may have the gift of help, but you, but you don't feel like you feel like you're less than because you're not in, you're not in the limelight. The brain is not in the limelight. It's, in the, it's covered, but it's controlling the whole body. Touch your neighbor said, the brain is just as important as everything that you can see. You can see these hands, you can see the arms and the wrists, but the brain controls the body even though it's covered. I wish I had a church in here. Touch your neighbor said, every, every organ, every organ is important in the body of Christ, even if you're behind the scenes. I want to be out front. You're not designed to be out front. You're designed to be covered, helping the function, helping the whole body function. I wish I had a, a praying church in here. Clap your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Such a neighbor said, don't be ashamed of your gift. Your gift is just as important as the apostle. So because you feel in some kind of way, because you're envious of the apostle, the prophet, and the evangelist, and the pastor, and the teacher, now you want to jump in the office that you're not even qualified to jump in, and then you're going to catch some demons and some sickness and some warfare that you're not even designed to be a part of because God never qualified you to be in that fivefold office. You're supposed to be in the gift of helps. So it's quiet in here. It's quiet. It's quiet. Touch your neighbor and say, stay in your lane. And that's our problem, you know, you know, even in the natural. You could be looking at something else while you're driving instead of looking forward. And because you're distracted by somebody else that's going on, then you start weaving into their lane and you're not even designed to be in that lane because that lane is already covered and taken up by somebody else. But because you feel in some kind of way because you're trying to see what they're doing in their car while you're driving your own car, can't nobody say nothing. Now you feel in some kind of way and you're envious when God said, I've never designed, I've designed your own lane. So you allow peer pressure to make you get in somebody else's lane that you've never designed to be in. Well, I want to sing. You, first of all, you can't even hold a note. Even if the anointing came upon you, it still wouldn't work. Well, they didn't like that, Jesus. I felt somebody got mad right there. You don't even have the skill to maneuver through praise and worship to get the people engaged and to access the presence of God. You just got talent. With no anointing. Why y'all quiet? So you got a lot of people functioning off the gift. But you don't even have the character. All right, they didn't like that. All right. Let's get on to building the apostolic house. And part of the apostolic house is getting you in the right position. Everybody say, get in right position. 
Some people have come here from different churches and they have been, they have been told that they are this and that. And I've told them, I said, you are lying. The person that told you that, that they lying too. A real apostle will help place you in the right place. They won't put you in position because they need you. All right, let's move on. It got real tight right here. Uh -oh, let me say this too. I got to go back. Oh, Jesus. Remember, I said this last week or week before last. I talked so much, I don't know. Um, the disciples did not transfer to apostles until after they had learned. That's a whole different story. Many of you got titles, but you don't even know how to function in the title because you haven't sat in anybody's feet. You just got a title and went, but you were not sent. And there's a lot of went folks in the body of Christ. And who sent you? That's what I want to know. Ask your neighbor, who sent you? Who feet have you sat at and learned your function? I want you to understand, everybody say great power and grace. Great power and grace is one of the earmarks of an apostolic house or an apostle. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Everybody say great power, great power. and great grace. So let's look at Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Mm -mm, don't do that, Brother Bobby. Don't make me preach harder than I want to. Mm -hmm. Hold your hold, as the old people say. <laughs> Acts 5, 12 through 16. When you have it, say amen. amen. Mm -mm, here we go. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, and through the hands of the pastors. Oh, okay. And through the hands of the evangelists. Okay. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and, and wonders were done among the people. And they were all old with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared to join them, but the people esteemed them highly. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women. Listen, let's read on. So they, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on the beds and the couches. Could you imagine all of the sick folks, Parkland and Baylor and, and Charlton Methodist, bringing folks and laying them on Polk Street. Sick and afflicted bringing even the, the people that's in the psych ward at Parkland or from Terrell, bringing them to Dallas and laying them on side, the, laying them on Polk Street. No cars can drive on Polk Street because there's a bunch of sick folks. And the apostles, the, ap the apostolic people, the apostle, just... Know we were shut down hospitals. Can you imagine all up and down Polk Street? Now, Polk is long. I don't know how long it is, but I know it go all the way to DeSoto from Dallas, so I know that's long. So imagine walking up from here to DeSoto. Not some. What happened to the power in the church? Something I learned yesterday from Pastor J. Patrick. 
I mean, it hoped me so good. Old people say hoped. I don't know, just, I don't, why y'all just can't say help? But anyway, I guess hope is more potent. You know, uh, let's go back. Verse 13 is the key. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Who is he talking about? The apostles. Because there's no reverence in the body of Christ. And because we live in a generation where I'm a man, just like he a man. I'm a woman, just like she a woman. What makes her better than me? And so when you don't honor God, Jesus, then you won't honor Jesus' delegated authority. And so we have a situation in the body of Christ. No, I wouldn't say body of Christ. In the world, period, where there's no honor. Did not the Bible say in the book of Matthew that Jesus could do very little miracles? Why? Because of dishonor. And so when there's dishonor in the church, it short-circuits miracle signs and wonders. And so why we're not seeing miracle signs and wonders in the body of Christ today is because there's a lack of honor because you think, oh, that's just Tavares. Then the Bible says, read it, yet none of the rest dared join them, but they esteemed them highly. Now, I got to also say this. We're also living in a day of time Two, on the flip side of that, why there's no honor, it's because some of these folks that's behind the pulpit ain't living honorably. I was at the barbershop Friday. If you want to know anything, no, for real, if you want to buy anything, if you want to get anything, even Christmas gifts, Valentine's, any kind of things you want, go to the salon. I got CDs, books and tapes. I got videos and movies. Uh, as the boy used to say on Good Times, my name is Lenny, and I got plenty. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had some good time watching folks up in <laughs> And Lenny used to have a coat. And anything you wanted, he had it inside his coat. My name is Lenny, and I got plenty. Right? You got preachers. Oh, God. When I think the book of James says, those who teach will be held to a higher standard. So you got to be careful if you want to stand behind this, we used to call it sacred desk. Now, it's, now it ain't nothing, just a stage. You got to be careful how you live when you're going to preach this gospel because you're going to be held to a higher standard on the day of judgment when God judges you. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. And God is going to hold you accountable because you led many people to Christ, but you, your own self, didn't come. With your preaching self, with your hooping self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 and, uh, ah, and y'all, yeah, and the wigs is turning sideways, uh, I mean, you're throwing your shoes and going on, and the, you're hooping and you're hollering, but are you delivered? Do you know Jesus at the end of the day? Because there's a lot of hooping people going to hell, a lot of hooping bishops and apostles going to hell. Yes, baby, yes. And the believers were increasingly added. Why were they added? Because there was a reverential fear of the apostles and because of the miracle signs and the wonders that were done by the apostle. And the church was added to because they saw and they heard and they saw a lifestyle. Everybody holler out a lifestyle. Everybody holler out a lifestyle. So great power and grace is upon an apostolic house. Power is the mark of an apostolic ministry. 
even when we go out to witness the evangelism team, I'm going to talk about that in, in more detail. Something that I learned from Bill Johnson, um, his evangelism team, they not only witness and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they also operate in power. They demonstrate what they're talking about. If you can't, demo if you can't, if you can't demonstrate it, don't talk about it. So not only do they share the gospel of Jesus Christ, but if someone that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ, just say somebody's in the cast. I remember reading a story about one of the persons, uh, uh, one, of their one of their persons on the evangelism team, they went to a restaurant uh, and uh, they noticed that someone had a cast on their leg. And actually, the guy was inside the restaurant ordering his food. He saw someone in the drive-thru, he saw that his leg was in a cast. He left out the restaurant. Now this is bold. Went and started talking to the people in the car. Group of guys in the car. Touch the neighbor and say, that's bold. He begins to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to these guys in the car. One was sitting in the back. Had a cast on his leg. The power of God, not only as he began to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, he said, Let me see. He said, What happened to your leg? He said, Oh, so and so, so and so, so and so. He said, Do you mind if I pray for it? He said, Go ahead. The boy laid his hands on the boy's leg that was in the cast. The boy felt the power of God and heat hit his leg that he came out the cast, got out the car jumping. He started cussing because he didn't know what else to say. That was his expression. He don't know hallelujah. All he knows was. Y'all know them words y'all be saying. So not only must we witness, but we've got to have some power while we're witnessing. We've got to demonstrate this Jesus that we're talking about. Nobody wants your Jesus if you can't demonstrate him. Touch your neighbor and say, don't nobody want your Jesus if you can't demonstrate what you're talking about. You ought to be able to talk about it and demonstrate it. Apostolic people demonstrate the Jesus that they serve. I'm sure it's quiet in here. So when we go out and witness, not only the evangelism team, let me tell you something. It does not always have to be the evangelism team that goes out and witness. The body of Christ. Well, I'm here, so I might as well talk about it. Something I shared with the leaders uh, at, at our leadership retreat. Since we're building an apostolic house the way that it should be, uh, it should not just be left up, stand up, Arcavia, evangelist Arcavia. Uh, it should not, who all on your team? You got some team folks in here? All the people that's on the evangelism team, stand up, please. Now, that's a shame. All right, sit down. It should not be left up to these folks to stock up this church. Our problem is you come down, you come to church and so while we're shifting this house and building this apostolic house, we've got to get out of the, there, there was this, this slogan early part of this year uh, that it was a movement called Me Too. And I think it is kind of filtered over into the church. Now, part of the apostolic house, uh, deliverance is a fruit of the apostolic. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have... Uh, personal deliverance sessions on Sundays and Wednesdays. 
you know, for our partners, you know, and um, sometimes, you know, we're going to get to the near future where we're going to open it up to people out who are not non-partners at, at some point, at some point, at some point. So hold on, hold on. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you come to church because you've heard about, oh, they do deliverance over there. We, we'll cast the devil out of you quick. We will tarry with you. We'll get on the floor with you until you spit all that stuff up. Till you start, we've even had folks levitate during the up and out conference. Can't anybody say nothing. We've seen some stuff here. We've seen, I've seen some people uh, that I've conducted deliverance services on. They start slithering and going on and start laughing. That demon start, <laughs> I said, you laughing, but your patel coming out today. <laughs> Laugh all you want. Come on out while you're laughing. And so we do all that. And so it, it, now, now. We've got to transition you from the point where you're not so needy of deliverance all the time because now we got to give you the tools to maintain your deliverance so you won't always be coming up here all the time. Oh, uh, uh, can you uh, deliver me, deliver me, can you deliver me, can you, can you stop sinning? We have discipleship, we have all to the altar, and you still decide to go out and keep sinning. And so all the work that we done done, sweating and sweating our clothes out, your tail go right back like a dog to its vomit. And so now you can't even go evangelize because you're so needy of deliverance. When it should be, get delivered, take these classes, practice what you've learned in these classes, be discipled. That's why we got C2 care. Can't nobody say nothing. But you still feel, I'm still feeling some kind of way. I need to talk to a pasta. I need to have a, I need to have one-on-one -on -one with the pastas. But I'm going to demonstrate something that's going to be a part of the apostolic house. Now, I, I, uh, uh, I, I, I saw a video of this yesterday uh, of Pastor Patrick doing this. Uh, and uh, I'm going to demonstrate it now uh, here because this is where we are building this house to shift to. There's a story in the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 2 or 3, Acts chapter 2 or 3, maybe 4, uh, where there was a situation as the first, like, uh, disagreement in the church. The Hellenist Jews and the regular Jews, we'll just use that. Um, the widows. The Hellenist widows and the regular Jew, Jewish widows, the Hellenists were feeling some kind of way towards the Orthodox Jews because they felt like they were getting better treatment than the Hellenist widows. And so there was conflict. This was the first conflict in the church. And so uh, they went straight to the apostles because the apostles were governing the church. They took, the apostles were taking care of everything in the church. And so this little situation caused for the apostles like, look, mm, we ain't got time to deal with trivial matters like this because we want to focus on preaching and prayer. Because when we deal, when we dibble and dabble in matters, it, 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 it almost sucks the virtue, the anointing, the signs and the wonders out of us because we're dealing with things we have no business dealing with. Can I get the C2 care people to come and stand before me. Come on, move quickly. Come, come, come up here. Come up here. Face the, face the folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, before they were up here, come here, Stephanie. Now, before y'all, y'all go, some of y'all go over there, and some of y'all go over there. 
Don't look strange. Come on. <laughs> now I need about, come here, Sabrina, Brittany. Uh, come here, Tamia, Carolyn. Y'all stand in line. We're going to come over here. Come on. We'll stand in this line right here. Stand one by one. One, one behind each other. This is the Acts Church. This is before. The apostles, come in and tell me your, what's your problem. Just make up something. Really? I'll put you on the spot. You got, you got two seconds. I didn't like the fact that uh, Brittany was singing the song I was supposed to sing. So I'm going to stand up. No, go, go on. Get, get back in line. My mother died and you went to the hospital and then told see my mother when she was in the hospital. Okay. I was practicing all week on that song and they took it away from me. Come on. What's your, go, go back in line. <laughs> um, I lost my home and no one um, helped me find somewhere to live. So the apostles, we're hearing all this stuff. You are draining the signs and wonders and the teaching. So by the time we get up on Wednesday or Sundays, we're operating off of gifts. Because listening to all of the problems of the saints in the church. Now, this is a hundred. This is a hundred. They represent hundreds. This is a hundred. This is a hundred. How many is that? One, two, three, four. So we listen to 400 people problems. All week long, we have no time to study, to pray. And so by, after we have poured all of our, ourselves out to the 400, by the time Sunday come, lift your hands and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really got no teaching. You just had a good tune. And y'all buck. What did he preach about? I don't know, but child, we danced today. Y'all hear me? Did any deliverance happen? No, I no deliverance. We just, you just got mustard. And you had a workout. All right, so now, come here, C2 Care. Y'all stand in front of us. We're going to stand behind. Face the people. Now, we've instituted the C2 Care to care for the people so they can listen to them, their instruction, their wisdom. Y'all hear what I say? So now we got, y'all come on and tell them, tell them what your issue are. I need some more people to, so everybody can fill up. Come here, Apostle Cassandra, Minister Cynthia, come on. I just need one more person. Now y'all begin to share your problems, da, da, da. Now, me and Apostle Stephanie, now we can pray. We on our knees. Mama say, 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mr. Bishi, hallelujah. Glory. Toyota, hey, Bashanda. Ah, hey, 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 hey. Hey, glory, 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 glory. Okay, now y'all can go back to your seat. So this is basically what the apostles had to do. They had to set a line of defense to take care of the business of the church so the apostles could stay in, in the Bible in prayer. So the miracle signs and wonders can keep flowing because they can't do everything. And that's why many pastors have died early because they try to be everything to everybody and then they have nobody to pour into them. 
That's why some have died or heart attacks. Because some of the people that they've helped, they've walked out. People that they've given their own money to have left them and stabbed them in the back. And when they don't like what they have done, now they go talk about them on Facebook subliminally. The very folks that we have helped, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. And so now you leave the pastor wounded and unguarded. And so now we have a first line of defense. Hallelujah. And they protect the apostles. But at the same time, while the apostle is praying, they are covering the C2 care team. The oh, I wish I had. You understanding what I'm saying? So the Bible says, once that happened, but guess what? The, the seven that were chosen in the book of Acts, they also operated in power because they, were, they had a direct pour from the apostle. So they were also apostolic people. Clap your hands and give the Lord the glory. So that's for all of you folks that get mad. He and give my tithes and offerings. And they didn't even give me no card. My mama didn't die. But they gave a card to Sister So-and-so. I'm feeling some kind of way after all I done done for their church. If you got to bring up what you have done for somebody then your motive was already wrong. There's nothing worse. I don't know if anybody has ever been in that position where somebody has thrown up in your face what they have done for you. Touch your neighbor and say, that's the worst type of feeling to ever have when you've done something for somebody and they bring it up and... Catch it on the podcast. All right? And so because the people are cared for, because I know for myself, as I told y'all, and y'all have said it to me. I know I'm not pastoral. I know that. I know that I'm not a pastor. I don't want to sit and listen to problems. And I'm like, while I'm listening to you, I'm like, who helping me? I got my own trying to deal with. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you advice, and I'm like, hmm, that sounds good. I need to take my own advice on it. <laughs> and so, because I know that I'm not pastory, I got to get some people that are more pastoral that can help care for the flock. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? They didn't like that. And so many of you have come from where well, you've got to, if you don't, if you can't touch your pastor, and it, it, mm, I need to go to a church. I, I want to be close to my pastor. No, you need to grow up. I know y'all didn't like that. Touch your neighbor and say, you need to grow up. Because some, the pastors, the pastors, you know, Pastor Vincent. Y'all, how many of y'all know Pastor Vincent? God bless his heart. And so. Oh, there, so stand up, Pastor Vincent, with your scarf around your neck and going on. Uh-uh. He giving the king wave. Pastor Vincent is a pastor. He's going to call you if he has not seen you. Hey, I'm just checking on you. And ladies, you single ladies, he ain't thinking about you. He's just calling to check on you. So don't get it twisted. He don't want you. He's just calling to check on you for real, for real. A point blank period. I'm just letting y'all know. Huh? Pastor Vincent didn't call me. No, 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 no. No, no, it ain't even like that. Don't get it twisted. No, he ain't, he ain't calling you like that. Get that out your, get, come on. Waiting to exhale, woman. Come on up out of there. So, Pastor Vincent is a pastor because he's going to call you. 
He's going to check on you to see how you are doing. Me? Ain't face that you don't do that. You need to understand when you serve an apostle, when you're up on the apostle, apostle is not necessarily. Some are. But I know me, I'm not, I'm not, because I'm like, it's black or white. There's no shades of gray. And sometimes the Lord has to check me because I'm like, you're so, sometimes you can be, you can show no mercy to people. Apostle Cassandra says she understands because we I mean that clap was a little hard wasn't it? I felt a little pride of it <laughs> and so then you have someone like Apostle Stacy she be like she kind of hard but she be like well you know we'll be in the meeting she be like well you know I'm like oh here you go <laughs> them two right there uh-uh. Uh-uh. So me and Minister Cassandra, we'd be like, put them out. And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, we just got to give them one more chance. And I'm like, no, put them ninjas out. <laughs> Ain't no more chances. They didn't blew it. No. <laughs> and so... No, we 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 really balance each other out. You know, Tony, Pastor Tony, she be like, well, whatever. It's whatever y'all decide. But if you make a man, she'd be on our side. Me and Miss, he'd be like, oh, put them out. Put them out. I'm like, wait, hold on. What's all that? What's all that? Slow that down. Whoosa, come on. All right? And so great power and grace is a, is a mark of the apostolic. I got to go. It's time. I haven't even got to where I really want to. Uh, I really want to stress, and I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap this up, signs and wonders. Everybody say signs and wonders. Come on, say it, say it, say it. Signs and wonders reveal. You want to write these scriptures down as I call them because I ain't got time to really go into them like I really want to. Signs and wonders reveal God's approval upon ministry. Did you hear what I say? Well, let's read that. Let's read that chapter, Acts two twenty-two. Are you enjoying this? How many people have been helped so far just by today's teaching? All right. You have pastors and you have apostles and you do have some apostles that function under the grace of pastors. But I happen to be I nobody ask you. I know nobody ask you. All right. All right. I happen to be one hundred percent. Angela, don't. Angela, why are you shaking your head? Oh, you was in the Greek. I felt shady. I felt a lot of shade right there. I thought you was on my side. Acts 2.22, when you have it, say amen. So again, signs and wonders reveal God's approval upon ministry. Acts 2.22. Here we go. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by what? Miracles, signs, and wonders which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves also know. Again, miracles, what? Signs and wonders reveal what? God's approval upon ministry. Here's number two. Signs and wonders are a mark of an apostolic church. Let's look at Acts 2.43. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders 
and signs were done through the apostles. Number two, again, signs and wonders are a mark of an apostolic church. We want to get back to, you hear what I'm saying? Signs and wonders being a regular occurrence in this house. It's quiet in here. All, we already know that deliverance is a sign and a wonder because it shows that we have the power of Jesus Christ operating on inside of us and demons obey not our commands, but they obey our commands because we're seated with Christ. All right? So that is a sign and a wonder in itself. When demons scream and they recognize who you are, the, the, the Bible says the seven sons of Sceva said, the, the demon that was in that man said, Paul I know. Now it's something when a demon, when the kingdom of hell knows your name. He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. He said, but who are y'all? But first of all, you used the wrong formula to cast out a devil. You said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul served. That means you didn't even have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So you were illegal trying to cast out a demon, and that demon whooped their tail. And we got a lot of illegal folks trying to, oh, my God, trying to, oh, Jesus. All right, all right, number three, I got to move, I got to move quickly. Signs and wonders release God's people to minister in boldness. What did I say? Signs and wonders release God's people to minister in boldness. Let's look at Acts 4 and 30. I'm trying to move quickly. All right, here we go. Y'all there? By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. This is after Peter had been released from prison by the angels. And while, the, while they were praying, the church was praying. I can't hear nobody say nothing. While the church was praying. Everybody hear what I say? While the church was praying. While they were praying on earth. Heaven begins to respond in the earth realm, and the angels went and set Peter free, and he was tied between two people. A man on each side, and two standing at the, at the, at the front of the, the prison. And the angels stepped in, like, boom, hey, get up. Get yourself, put on your shoes, we got to go. Something happens when apostolic people pray, and they pray until there's a release. Now, here's the thing was, they kept on praying, and they did not feel the release in the spirit. And the answer showed up at the door, and they didn't believe it. You got to know when to pray, and you got to feel the release in the spirit when to stop praying and wait for the answer. I wish I had a church in here. All right. Uh, did I read that? What did I say? Uh, Acts 4 and what? 4 and 30. He said, by stretching out your hand. So when Peter showed up and came into the house, they didn't start complaining about, oh, we're just going to give up. We're going to stop praying in the name of Jesus. We're going to stop preaching because it's too much persecution. Let me tell you, persecution is an earmark for apostolic people. If you're going to live for Jesus, if you're going to dare to call his name, you will be persecuted. We're living in a day and time now where people are persecuted across the waters because they believe in the name of Jesus. It hasn't really hit America yet, but it's on its way. They're already trying to pass laws where we can't even preach the name of Jesus. They're, they're, they will legalize transvestite to come and teach your children, but we can't even get Jesus back in the church. Told y'all, I don't know if I told y'all this, but Lady Stephanie sent me an article. They're getting ready to legalize, and y'all might get mad. Uh, uh, in, in, this, in the Texas school system where they're going to start teaching anal sex, how to have anal sex to our children. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there, but we can't even teach Jesus uh, something is wrong. Why are we allowing all of this stuff? Because all y'all want to be huddled up in the church. Nobody wants to be in government. You said teach what? They're getting ready to legalize how to have anal sex. Teaching teaching in the school system while y'all dancing Satan is working his agenda in the government all y'all want to be hung up and preach 
But can I get some apostolic people to be in the government, in the legislative branch, in the executive branch, I can't imagine, in the House of Representatives, come on, in the Senate? Can I get some apostolic people not just want to be in the church all the time and just hold up and take up the pulpit? Can I get some apostolic people in the school system? church a country club just want to gather and dance save that dance and go get somebody saved while we're fighting over who got the biggest church who got the biggest sound how many church plants you can church I mean how many how many plants you can set up in different cities and the kingdom of hell is still advancing while the church is still fighting I know y'all got mad. I don't care. I do not care. Here we go. Next one. I got to go. Signs and wonders touch the common man. Everybody say the common man. Acts 5 and 12. Did you get mad on that? I want you to get mad and do something. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. I just read that earlier. And, the, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Among the people. Among, it did not single out whether they saved or not. It said among the people. Among the people. So even the sinners got saved because of the miracle signs and wonders. Let me tell you, miracle signs and wonders will cross the line for people to make a decision. You're going to serve that devil you're serving or you're going to serve God. And when people start seeing the true authentic power of God through amongst the, the people of God, the apostolic people, the people that, that are sent out, the great commission is to go out into all the world and do what? Share the gospel. You don't want to share it because you ain't living it. Uh, because you don't know it. Well, I don't want to talk to nobody. If you can gossip, surely you can evangelize. You got real quiet. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www dot twfcdallas.org